0: and Welcome to another edition of Under Review with Eric Grossman, episode 9 on the Undrafted Sports Network, on the Worst Take Network, on the Sports Fluent Network, on every network possibly known to mankind. Every network, it's all the networks. How's everybody doing today? Well, um, I'm not really expecting you to answer that. It's kind of just a, I don't know, random question I asked myself while I'm sitting here talking to you. Um, Yeah, it's been a crazy, uh, crazy busy few weeks in sports and in the sports world. Um, Some of it's good. Some of it's not so good. Some of it's kind of in the middle. And um, yeah, I guess it all depends on how you look at things, right? I look at things one way and you look at things another way. And I guess that's kind of what makes it good. You know, if everybody looked at everything the same way, it probably wouldn't be as exciting, right? Not much to talk about. So, you know, with that being said, i I want to say, you know, the it's kind of the timing was kind of weird. My last episode, which was called "Am I Crazy?" or was that a lot of no hitters? Um, Basically, the the premise for for that discussion was, and that episode was, there has been a lot of no hitters um, in baseball. That's not normal. They used to be very rare. They're occurring a lot more. And I mentioned in there, I gave some reasons as to what I thought, um, you know, were the main reasons why these things, why this was happening. And a lot of what I said in in, in the show, in the podcast was, hmm, excuse me, was that, yeah, pitchers have, you know, I, I think I said it like this. I said, would it shock you if you found out that pitchers were actually... You know, docking up the baseball to use it to advantage to get a, a better grip on their spins and, you know, their off-speed pitches and stuff like that. Well, I was saying that because, you know, I know a little. Um, you know, but it it, my question was, would it surprise you? You know, would it shock you if you found out that a whole bunch of pitchers were using stuff on the baseball to get a little advantage? I don't think, I mean, you tell me, but I, I don't think too many people were super surprised i think where you get surprised is the amount of stuff used on the baseball and the amount of pitchers that are using it you would think maybe that it would just be the best pitchers you know the ones the more successful ones are the ones that are cheating you would think because they're so successful that that's always you know seems to be the case but it's not it's not always that you know it's even the struggling ones the struggling pitchers everyone Everyone has it at their disposal to dock up the baseball. Everyone's been doing it for years and years and years. It's been, wow, it's been going on for forever, really. And all of a sudden, one day, Major League Baseball, they just woke up in the morning, that morning, and said, you know what, I think we're going to make a change here after all these years. I don't think we like it anymore. Why don't, why don't you like it anymore? Because there's a lot of no-hitters. Okay, it's not just because of the no-hitters. They're very reactionary, Major League Baseball. They can be very reactionary. Um, and by reactionary, I mean the more people talk about it, the more people complain, and this, that, and the other. Then they go and look at it. Then they go and look at it, and they said, you know what? Today is the day. We're not going to allow it. We're going to suspend you if we catch you. We're going to have the umpires look at this. We're going to have the umpires look at that. It's all blowing up. They They just can't stay out of their own way, okay? So they make this decision mid-season, all right? That's a tough ask. It's a really tough ask. It would have made more sense if, if this was such a concern for them. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm just saying if it was such a concern. This should have been a concern a while ago, and this should have been something that they could have done last off-season. Implement in the minors first. Yeah, always using the minor league players as guinea pigs. That's nice. That's a nice thing to do, um, I shouldn't say it that way. That's the whole problem. Minor leaguers, also forever. That's another. This is another issue altogether. They they never get the the right side of the stick. It's always the short. They get the short um, the straw every single time. So maybe that's not fair. But maybe what you do is you you come up with a plan in the off season, and at least pitchers know going into spring training that they could, you know, at least try, at least try to go back to. I don't even know if they try to go back, just not using the stuff, relying more on just what's provided, you know, just the things that they can use, like the rosin bag on the back of the mound. That's fine. You know, is that enough to hold a baseball? I I honestly think they need something. Right. And I think, I think I, I I saw some, you know, some of the hitters, like some of the offensive players saying, look, I think we sometimes we prefer it because at least it gives them a better grip on the ball and then they'll know where to throw it. So it won't be at my head. Um, there's a, there's a good case for that. I think ask, asking pitchers to do that midseason is, that's not fair. That, that's big, you can't just throw that. This is a big thing. This isn't a small little, hey, uh, you know, <clears throat> minor detail we're talking about here. We're talking about, this could mess up your whole delivery. So that stud pitcher on, on Tampa Bay, their, their ace, uh, Tyler Glasnow, he, he said it best. Now, unfortunately, he was the first, he fell victim. First victim, congratulations. You, I'm not blaming Major League. I mean, I, I don't want to blame. I'm not going around blaming. I'm just saying here's the things that could happen, and it happened. Tyler Glassnell from the from the Rays, they they lost him. He's done. Can't pitch anymore. He got hurt in the first game. He even came out and said, press conference after the game, he was blaming the new rules and blaming. You can't ask pitchers. That's a that's a really tough ask to have somebody change their whole setup all the preparation, everything they do to get ready, and you've, you you want them to now do something different, that's that's dangerous. It's very, it's dangerous. And to me, it just felt like a snap, too much of a snap decision, too much of a reactionary decision, too much, something that I don't think was really put together very well. I think it was a decision that they felt they had to make and they had to make it right away. So now you're asking the umpires to, what, go and, and, and play Good cop, bad cop. And again, I'm not watching, so again, I I could be the wrong person talking about this, but be that as it may. Now, now, what? Now, now, here's the deal. Okay, strike three, batter's out. <clears throat> Pitcher goes. Oh wait, got to stop. Got to pull your pants down. So now they're pulling. Now everyone's pulling their pants down. So I saw there was this one highlight where Joe Girardi, the um, manager for the Phillies, they're playing the Nationals, and. He kept going out and having the umpires look at the ball. So here we go again. And I mentioned this in my last podcast. Here, here's another way to stop, slow the game down. I read something that said there's only 33 minutes on average. On average, some some games will be better, some games will be worse, but on average, there's only 33 minutes of actual live game action in a baseball game, in a major league baseball game. 33 minutes. So you're, So let me get this straight. So you're going to sit down wherever you are, if you're at the game, watching at home, wherever, that, wherever it might be. And you're going to watch a sporting event that takes sometimes, a lot of times, three and a half hours to play. Within those three and a half hours, you're getting 30 minutes of action. 30. So now you're going to figure out another way Slow the game down. All of a sudden, now Joe Girardi, now, now it's safe. Now it's safe for the managers to come out and say, the other team's doing this, the other team's doing that. Well, you better be careful. Okay, so I think they know that. All of a sudden, you can call people out now. Before, it was one of those unwritten rules. Love the unwritten rules. That, yeah, it's okay, your pitcher can do it because ours is doing it too. And so the hitters were okay with it because the hitters were like, okay, well, at least they know where the ball's going to go. At least it gives them more grip. It gives them more control. It gives them... Look if I'm standing up there, if' I'm in the bo- if I'm in the box and a guy's throwing 95, 96 right at you, I-, I actually if it's a true fact, if it's given the fact that the pitcher's going to feel better with the ball, if they can use some stuff, then I- I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's going to be hard to hit, but it was hard anyway. It was it's hard anyway it's hard I think look, this is a debate for an, a debate for another time, but I still think hitting a baseball at the major league level is the hardest thing to do in sports. period. period. You, I mean, we've all heard it. We we all know. I, I keep saying, if you fail seven out of time, seven out of ten times in anything you do, or succeed three out of ten times in anything in life, it's not very good. But in baseball, if you do that your whole career, you got a good shot to be one of the best. So, what does that tell you? Anyway, so Tyler Glass now, he gets hurt. Changes whole. It changes everything mentally, physically. He's done. Tampa Bay's best record, best team, done. Well, congratulations, Major League Baseball. You slowed the game down. You've added another distraction, another black eye for the game, and you've lost you you've lost one of the best pitchers. So, I don't know. It doesn't look good right now. It's not a very good look when you when I turn the game on and pitchers are throwing just dropping their pants down wherever they can. That, that's not good. I don't, do you want to see that? I don't. It doesn't matter anyway. I'm not watching anyway. But I'm just saying. You know, it doesn't, so, again, a lot's changed since my last podcast, that, the, the sticky stuff and all that stuff, that came out, I think, maybe not even a week after, so, interesting timing there. All right, <clears throat> the other thing I mentioned in the podcast was right at the beginning, when I did it, the Leafs had just lost game six to the Habs the night before, so, and I said, I said, look, there's three things that happen in life, death. Taxes, and the Leafs doing exactly what they did. So, it's nothing new, right? It's nothing new. They lost. They lost the Game 7. Does it mean that everybody has to lose their mind and go completely crazy and just fire this guy, get rid of this guy, what did they do, what an embarrassment, how could they, how could they upset me like this, what are they, don't they know, that this is going to affect my life, that this is going to ruin my week, that this is going to ruin my, off with their heads, off with their heads, do this, if they could, it would be a Game of Thrones, where they just put him up on the thing, when they chop his head off, that's what they, if they could do that, him and Shanahan would have been the first, like, they, guys, hello, everybody, let's, can I can I, can I be this guy I, I I'm gonna be this guy. I'm gonna be this guy. Party pooper. I'm a party pooper. okay? It's okay they lost. They always lose. So what? Only one team gets to win each year. That's just how it that's just the way it is. One team gets the win each year. the other twenty nine don't. They just don't. So off with their heads, right? I don't know. I think it's a little bit harsh off with their heads. Fire this guy. Fire that guy. Blame this player. Austin Matthews this does, doesn't do this. Mitch Marner doesn't do that. Uh can we not comp- I'm not even a... I don't even watch. So I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to be I'm trying to make a light of it. I'm trying to be have another voice here. I'm hoping it's something of reason. Okay? Something of reason. Austin for what I know, Austin Matthews is one of the best players in the entire world. He's playing on your team. He's playing on your team. Okay? Austin Matthews, one of the best players in the entire universe, is playing on your team. Okay, they didn't win the series. It's okay. You know how long it took Michael Jordan to win a championship? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. That guy. You know how long it took him to win a championship? Eight years. Doesn't happen easily. It's not an easy thing to do. Just not. And he may never win. Or he might win next year. Or never. Oh, Mitch Marner did... Oh, he's terrible. He's horrible in playoffs. Horrible. Off with his head. Off with his head. Hmm. Thing's are a bit harsh. Trade him. He's garbage. Get rid of him. That's not what you said two weeks before that. In fact, I... I don't need to. But I can go back and look at all the love that everybody gives him. Because... Why do they give him love? Because he's good. Because he's good. Real good. And he looks like he's 12. Real good. Okay? Ah... <sighs> So we so 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 they lose, all right? Can I can I just say something? I'm not an expert. I won't even pretend that I'm an expert. Anyone listening to this, I am going to assure you know more about the Leafs or hockey than I do. I'm going to just throw that out there. They just didn't have the goalie that they that Montreal had. They just didn't have the goalie. They don't have Carey Price. It was Carey Price. That's why they lost. Carey Price. I actually don't even know the name of the goalie that we, that we have. I could have looked at it. I could have taken 2 seconds to click on Find out who the goalie is for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know his name. It was a very normal name. Very easy name to remember. I don't know what that means, normal. But that's a dumb thing to say. But um, he's not Carey Price. That, that's my point. That's why I didn't bother looking it up. It's not Carey Price. That's it. They have the goal. They have the All-Star Hall of Fame goalie. We don't. Simple as that. Can we not just... Look. So they lose Game 7. Ooh, wow, like, well they've never lost a game 7 before I haven't seen this before you know what you're going to get a you're going to get a season next year anyway and they can try it all over again. actually <clears throat> I take that back you're not guaranteed anything in life anymore if I haven't learned that already so let's just say you get another season you get another shot at it and you get another crack at it what happens in a playoff series usually the one with the best goalie most often wins is that fair the goalie that we have the least goalie he's fine he's fine they didn't lose because of him. They lost because the other team had the Hall of Fame goalie. That's it. Can we can we not just move on? I'll give you the night. Okay, they lose Game Seven. You can go and cry and all this stuff. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you. I'll give you the night. They lose. You know, next morning you wake up. Go. Just go. Just do your life. Do your thing. Okay. Don't worry about it. Unless it actually affects you. Unless you're somehow you work for the team or. Something you 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 there's something to your life that actually involves the Leafs and it's a, and it's a, a bigger deal than just of being a fan. But but you're fans, fanatics, crazy people. I I saw the <clears throat> I saw a fantastic tweet yesterday or post. There was this Montreal Canadiens fan who was at the uh, at game. Was it three nothing? So game yeah. So that yeah, at the game last night, game three, in the Stanley Cup final, and in Montreal, guy. And he had this sign, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it, where it says, I sacrifice." or I can't remember how he said it, Like, I sacrificed missing my first child for tonight's game. Hope it's worth the price, get it, because price with the goalie. And the C was Canadians, it's the logo with the C, it was really odd. So he says, I'm missing, hope it's worth it, I'm missing the birth of my first child to go to this, to pay $10,000, where you get where that guy got that money from is actually probably the bigger story, but to to sit all the way up in the rafters, all, high as he was, as high as you can be up there, and just just to watch the, them losing the playoff game. Now, that that's a fan. That that's fanatics. You're you're, you're, you're just, to get inside that person's head would take too long. It would it, it it takes too long. That's extreme. Okay, that that's that he's of of the extreme fandom part. Okay. I don't want to say that I'm judging, even though it's going to come off that way. And yeah, maybe it's a little bit of judging. Okay, let's be honest. But this is what this is a real thing. This is a real thing, guys, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is this is a real thing. It goes to that level where somebody missed the a, a guy missed the birth of his first child. Like it doesn't say it's as clear as day to go to a hockey game, and was cool, showing himself on there, uh, I don't even know, I don't have enough time, okay, no one's got enough time, so my point to all this, that whole story was, you guys gotta knock it, you gotta knock it off, okay, yeah, that's right, I'm I'm saying that, okay, you don't need, there's no off with their heads, okay, Shanahan, you don't need to fire this guy and fire that guy. Who, who's going to come in? Who would you prefer to come in and, and, and take over? Who's who is the special, magical person out there that's going to come over and, and do a better job? Look, everybody was okay with the team before it started. There was a reason why they were so good this year. There was a reason why they were heavily favored. And there was a reason why they were up 3-1. They're that good. And as we found out later, hindsight's twenty twenty. As we found out later, the Montreal Canadiens are pretty darn good too. Differently. But it kind of gets masked, again, because of the goalie. The guy in front of the net. It's kind of important. In playoff time, that kind of k- separates, you know, the men for the boys, if you will. The Leafs are great. Okay? They're good. Good team. You don't need to go crazy. You don't need to, you don't need to cry. And, and if I have to hear one more guy, one more fan say, you're not a true Leaf fan if you're, if you're cheering for the Habs. You're not a truly, you're not a truly, who are you to, first of all, mind your own business. <laughs> mind your own business. Okay. Um, there, there's rules, apparently, I guess probably more in written rules. Um, you're not allowed to cheer for this team because there's that and there's a thing, who cares? Okay, who cares? I'm only talking about it because it's upset me. That's why. Upset me. So this is more of a rant than it is anything else, I guess. I'm not necessarily putting it under review. I'm just kind of stating the fact. I'm going to, here, I'm going to say something to you right now, okay? I thought the outrage after the Leafs lost, it's just too much. It's just too much. I think it's too much. It's my own personal opinion. I'm allowed to have an opinion, okay? And so are you. So are you. And you're, and go ahead, okay? But there was a lot of outrage, a lot of outrage. Okay, that was on May 27th. Oh, sorry, that was on May 31st. The Leafs lost game seven on May 31st. Four days prior to that, on May twenty seventh, two hundred and fifteen Indigenous children were found at a BC residential school in Kamloops. Okay, in Kamloops, Kamloops, BC. Two hundred fifty children, Indigenous children, were found unmarked grave at BC residential school. Okay, that was four days before the Leafs lost. I am not saying. You're a bad. No one is a bad person for being more outraged. My my point. My point that I'm trying to make is there's got to be a time, and I hope it's soon, where people can be more outraged about that than than the Leafs losing a hockey game. Okay, it doesn't make what I'm. Why I'm saying this isn't to make anyone. I'm not making you feel bad. You're not a. Nobody is a bad person. If that wasn't the case, if you're not more outraged about this or more outraged about that, it doesn't make you a bad person at all. Because that's not fair, okay? Sports for thousands of years, it gets people in a different mindset as fans. I'm talking just as fans, whether you have no connection to the team winning or losing, there's no connection there. I'm I'm just saying for the fans, it's completely normal. It's it's no secret sports just brings such fandom out of people such attention such you hold people athletes and everything in such high prestige and it's such a you think it's so real and you're you know i walked last night i'm walking around out i like to go for walks at night and all the bars they had people outside watching the games and they're not watching the the cooking network just for example not that there's anything wrong with the cooking network it's pretty good i'm just saying Everyone's watching sports all the time, okay? doesn't make you a bad person. I'm just, I just want everybody to, 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 I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think what I want to say is just keep that in mind. Just keep it in mind when you might be taking things a little bit too seriously with the sports, with the winning and losing when you're not connected to the team, professionally speaking or whatever. It's just as, as being, just keep it in your mind, the the perspective that that's, that's i I'm not perfect. I, I, um. Took me a long time to get there. I, by no means am I uh, any um, a model for this. It's just it's something that I've I've found over the last you know year, like since since the since the pandemic started. There's different a lot of things. I just realized that maybe it's because I have more time on my hands. Um, and by time I don't mean like actual time. Just seeing a lot more stuff, reading a lot more stuff. I feel like I really missed something. And all I'm asking is that. You keep certain things in perspective. I noticed both. The reaction to this, reaction reaction to that. And it just seemed to me that the Leafs losing a hockey game got way more... Um, what's that word? React, like, heated or, or overblown or whatever, whatever that is. It got way more outraged than the horrible tragedy that's been going on with the indigenous community forever. And... That's it. You know, it's, uh, that, that's all I'm saying, okay? It doesn't make anyone a bad person at all. Um, if you didn't feel that, I'm just saying, going forward, let's just, let's try and keep it in perspective. Um, that's it. That, that's, <clears throat> that's all I'm going to say on that one. Okay. So what else? What else is out there? Okay, so. Here's a couple things I'm going to put under review for today. Episode 9. Under review. Eric Grossman, undrafted sports, Worst Take Network, Sports Fluent. Here we go. Under review. Superstar women's tennis player Naomi Osaka. Okay, as everybody might have known, she dropped out of the French Open back in May, and she's not going to take part in Wimbledon this month. Okay, those are two major. <clears throat> Again, not a huge tennis guy, but I know the French Open is massive, and I know Wimbledon. Is Wimbledon. Okay. So one of the best women's tennis players in the entire universe, entire world, isn't going to participate. That's a shame. Like, if you're a tennis fan, don't you want to see her play? Of course you do. Of course you do. It would be a good draw, wouldn't it? You'd like to buy some tickets knowing that she's going to play, but she's not playing. So why why is she not playing? Why is Naomi Osaka not playing? Well, in May, when there was the French Open... She didn't want. She wasn't going to do the um, press conference um, after her match. She just wasn't. She wasn't going to do it. So, in a perfect world, which we do not live in, you would want and you expect all the tennis players participating in these tournaments to talk to the media after the game. This is what you do. It's nothing new. It's been going on for. Ever. Why is it so important? Well, it, it is your job. As a professional athlete, it's part of the job to talk to the media. There's a lot of money thrown at these big, you know, something like the French Open. Corporate sponsorship is massive. It's huge. It's huge. Marcellus Wiley, the former Buffalo Bills great uh, superstar, he does his own podcast, or he does, I think he works for a major network. I'm not sure which one. He came out and said, look, as an athlete, you have a job to do. You have a responsibility to talk to the media. He goes at the, he was referring to this particular subject with Naomi at Osaka. He said, look, the Tennis Association, they don't make money off selling popcorn and, and soft drinks. And Coca-Cola, that's not where they make their money. They make their money off spars- sponsors and partnerships. Yes, they do. Correct. He's right on he's right on both. He's right. Here's the problem. Okay? Here's the problem with this. Okay? So it's something that is understood. You got to do this. Okay? You must do your post-game interview with the media. You got to sit on the podium cuz all the sponsorship money goes into that podium where everyone's looking. All the eyes, all the eyeballs are on you. Everything's on you. Who's associated with the with the with the French Open? Which major companies put all this money in? They need to have their uh, brand front and center. The tennis player at this point is basically the backdrop. Um, it's the second fiddle. It's not where the money goes. The money goes to the sponsors. They run the show. Money talks. Money always talks. I've said this in all my podcasts. Anytime a decision's made in sports, a big decision is made in any sports. Money's somewhere involved. Maybe not front and center, but deep down, money's involved. Okay. So why is she not playing? Why did she drop out? Why is she not playing in Wimbledon? The best women's tennis player in the world. One of them. One of the best. Why? She was forced, or she was supposed to be forced, into doing something she wasn't comfortable doing. We found that after. It's too late. It's too late by then. So here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm putting under review. Not every single person is created equally. We know that. It's science. Some people are comfortable doing this. Some people are comfortable doing that. Some people aren't comfortable doing this. Some people aren't comfortable doing that. What is that? What is this? There was a time many years ago where mental health could have been used as an excuse. Someone says, Oh, I can't do this because mentally I'm just not able to do it. People would just look at you and go, What are you talking about? Get in there. Go do it. Go push, push, do it. Do it anyway. Plow through it. Plow through it. That's that's a lot to ask. We know that now. The world has changed. Things have changed, okay? Things serious matters are, are coming more to the limelight where more athletes like a Kevin Love and a DeMar DeRozan especially are coming out and talking about it, okay? Talking about it. It's great. It's good on them. They don't have to. But they're trying to pave a way for a better future for athletes who suffer from this condition or anybody. It doesn't have to be athletes. We're just talking about that now because it's it's a sports show. How about this? How about this for next time? Because this this didn't go very well. And 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 I I remember watching it and following it and I'm like, no, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. What's wrong with just talking to her if you're in charge, if you're the tennis association responsible for this? Why can't you just talk to her about it? just have a conversation whatever what's wrong with that you you've got to do a better job of protecting i don't want to say your assets but like protecting you want people to watch the french open don't you isn't that the whole point you want the best players look i'm i'm going to watch something that ha- if if i'm going to watch a basketball game okay and Kawhi Leonard is in it, or or LeBron James in it. I'm really interested. If they if they're not going to play in it anymore, I'm pr- and I'm not I probably will have less reason to watch. You know, doesn't mean I won't. It just means that that's kind of been that's kind of like a popping the balloon, like a lot of air coming out. Like, no, I want to see the best players in the world. I do. I don't you. Isn't that the whole point of you watching? So she left. Okay, they they didn't execute this properly, properly because she left. Fail, that's a fail. So how about this? If it's that important that she has to talk to the media after her matches or whatever, and I'm not saying it's not, it is important. Everybody has to do it. If she voiced her concern and she says that she's dealing with something on a personal level, not our business, by the way, if she's dealing with something on a personal level, if she has mental a mental block or or whatever the case might be where she's not comfortable doing that, then it's okay. It's okay to make an exception. Figure out another way. Figure out. Just talk to her. Talk to her. See if you can come up. Come up with 50 different solutions. I don't know what they are. I have some ideas, but I don't know what they are. Come up with 50, 50 alternatives. Pose it like, okay, well... Let's try not to do nothing. But if we have to do if we can do something where we can still incorporate all the sponsorship involved and you can still get all the same looks as you did before. Maybe she's in a different room. Maybe it's it's a Zoom thing. Maybe it's pre maybe it's questions done beforehand and she has to answer them in a different way. I know that's not how it goes and I know that's not great for the media. That no one wants to do that. That's not you're not gonna get your great stories from that. I I know. I mean maybe not. Depends how good of a writer you depends how good you are at your job. It makes it harder, no question. But what's the but what's the point? What's this all about? It's all about having the best players play. That's what it's all about. It is. No secrets. You want your best players to play. And they failed. They didn't even try. Arms folded. Arms folded. Mm-hmm. No way. You have to do it. Just like all the other people. So, all the other players. So, if she doesn't, get, if she doesn't do it, then what's stopping another player going, hey, I, I also uh, don't like it. I, I also, I'm not comfortable with it. I also think it's a nuisance. We're not, we're not talking about it being a nuisance. That's not a good enough reason. We're not talking about you just don't feel like it or it's, it's a bother. It's not, that's not the point. That's not, that's not a good enough reason. I would hope, I would really hope, that there's a moral compass and they wouldn't just use use mental health as an excuse. Okay, you have to, let's just take the the good for now. Let's just take the good out of the people assuming they wouldn't do that. So Naomi Osaka says to them, I'm not comfortable doing this. I don't want to do it. They fold their arms and they say, "Mm, too bad. Hmm, not going to happen. You do it or or else. And then she said, okay, I'm going to take the or else and I'm leaving. Bye bye one of the best women's tennis players in the world, Bye bye and she left, I don't blame her for leaving, I would have been too, because she became a, it was a distraction from everything else that it should be about, talking about how great all the other tennis players are, and watching some really good tennis at a really cool and really big-time event. They got four of them a year. Make the most out of it, no? Look, if the Tennis Association could have gone to her and said, okay, we, we understand that. We know that, that mental health right now, especially in today's day and age, it's something of, it's something. We need to carefully protect our players, protect the people, our participants, who's involved. You have a responsibility there too, by the way. And you tell us what you'd be comfortable with. It's not a no, it's not a nothing. It's a, let's come up again with 50 solutions, Twenty to twenty-five to fifty ideas that we can do instead, and I'll bring it back to the sponsors, and I'll bring it back to you and say, "Look, she can do this. You can still get your your branding here. You can still do the figure it out. Just get it, Everyone in a room. Everyone in a room and figure out she's worth it. She's. I'm sorry, she's that good. I, it would be a different story if, it, if the if the player wasn't as. I'm sorry, that's just how it goes. That's where the ticket is. Okay. And come up with something. If they did that. And they came up with twenty-five different ways to go about this, twenty-five solutions. And she said no to all of them. Well, that's too bad. You did the best. You at least you know you did the good. You did the best you could do outside of just putting up a stop sign. You did the best you could, and you can say you did, and then it's true and it's truthful. You can you could then go in the press and say, look, we tried twenty-five different things to put out to her that would have made her more comfortable. Still doing. Her responsibility of talking to the media, but in another way. Just a different way. I mean, ever since COVID started, everyone's doing everything in a different way anyway. So what's the the difference? What's the point? How many Zoom calls have you seen with athletes after games? It's not great. I didn't think the other way was that special either, but it was just something that you do. I I've worked with professional athletes my whole life. My whole life. Some are really good at doing stuff, at media stuff really good like i don't need to lift you don't need to lift a finger they know exactly what to do there's others who are and there's other athletes who are shy standoffish it if you think if anyone and i don't blame you for not knowing like how would you if you think it's easy anyway for a player just to get up and talk to a whole bunch of media and a podium with a bunch of s- flashing lights and all these questions this one has an agenda that other one might have an ad-, whether agendas or not it's 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 a, It is. It is not easy. Is what I'm saying. It's not easy. So if you, if you, someone who's really dealing with something, from a mental standpoint, you're asking that person to. It's not. It's. I would get it. It's not easy. And, I just think there has to be some bending. There's got to be some bending these days. I just think everyone's too stuck with what has. Well, that's the way it is. That's that's how it is. Ah. <sighs> Not for everybody. So, like I said, I've been dealing with that. You know, some athletes, I don't know. If they don't want to do it, I ask. If they want to do an interview or whatever, and they say, no, I don't want Why? What is it? It just, it always seems to be the same thing. Why do they want to talk to me about this? Why, why do they want to do that? It's like, why don't you just come out and say you don't want to do it? Like, who cares what they want to talk about? It's, they do what they do. Media does. They do. They want to talk to you about it for some reason. But that's, that's not my concern, and that's not yours. You, you know, we, we got to go do it. Oh Oh, I can't. Well, why I would ask, why can't you? And if the person then opens up to me, and says, "Look, Eric, or whoever," I have something to I have something that's going I have something to tell you. Well, then that's a bit different, and then you treat it as such, because not everybody is created equally. Not everybody's capable of doing everything that the other person's able to do. But you have to find out why. You can't just cut it off. This is again. I've repeated this a thousand times. It's the best, one of the best women's tennis players in the entire world. She should be at the event playing. And I think they failed. It may not have ended up that way anyway. It, like I said, it. She could have left anyway. You could have did all the all the stuff you can do. It just wasn't meant to be. That's it. You tried your bet. You you did. You bent over backwards because you, you have to bend over backwards, don't you? Like the whole point was, the whole point of this thing was. You want your sponsors to be happy where the money comes in. You want, the, you want your partners to be happy. Well, they, she left anyway. So how happy can they be? Had had, you come up, had everybody come up with a solution that would have worked for them, she might have stuck around. So now she's not playing. So she didn't play in the French Open. Now she's not playing in Wimbledon this month. Congratulations. I hope that's not what you were hoping. I, I, I have to imagine that's not what they wanted. So again, going forward... There's got to be some bending. There's got to be some some rule changes or or, or something. Someone's got to be... Someone's got to lead here and, and be like, okay, we've kind of noticed... Like, read the room. We've kind of noticed there's been a... I don't want to say a trend because that really puts light on it. Like, that really doesn't... really give it its seriousness when I say a trend. It's not a trend. This is not a trend. This is... Mental health has been something that's been going on forever. Just nobody wanted to talk about it. So... Read the room. Realize that there is an actual, another pandemic going on because of the pandemic, and it's called mental health. It could have been already before, but it's not going to make it better. So it's honesty and open and and being able to communicate, I think, is something that was really lost here, and I think it's something that needs to be going forward. Okay, good. That's under review. Next one. Last one. All right, so this is something that just happened, I think it was either yesterday, it was, I think, two days ago or it was yesterday. Shakari Richardson, one of the fastest women's runners in the whole world, United States, USA. Shakari Richardson. So she was ready to compete in the Olympics, the upcoming Olympics for Team USA. She's one of the fastest runners in the world. Okay? She's one of the most exciting runners in the world. Top of her game. Someone that you would want to watch. Someone that you th- this is where you if you're going if you're going to watch, I mean people watch anyway, but if you're if you're going to watch, you you really going to make room and you're really going to take time out of your day to make to watch her cuz she's she's something else, okay? She's one of the best. She's the ticket. You want her involved. She's exciting. She's entertaining. She's got personality. Everything you want. And an athlete, everything, okay? Not happening. She's not going to compete. She's not playing. Why? Why is because she tested positive for THC. And what is THC? <clears throat> THC is a cannabinoid uh, in cannabis, in a cannabis plant. It used to be very illegal, it wasn't that long ago, for years. Cannabis, marijuana, whatever you want to call it. I call it cannabis, but people, still, you know, they call it marijuana. Call it what you want. It was grouped in for 70 years, 60, 70 years, with cocaine and heroin and all those things. Very wrongfully so. But it it was. It had been. But again, the world has kind of changed a little bit. It's, it's changed since, since USADA and WADA... Um, the world anti-doping agency put down their rules it, it has changed like it, I know it's on a somewhere written real rules not unwritten rules these are real rules written somewhere and nobody's ever really taken the time to amend them look at them even I <clears throat> I have this vision where you're, there's this giant book and there's all these rules in this book and there's a ton of dust on it even if they know where the book is just like a ton of dust Someone finds it by accident, wipes off the dust and goes, what what do we have here? What did we write 80 years ago? And you have all these rules where marijuana, cannabis, whatever, it's illegal, cannot use it, no ifs, ands, buts about it. You will be penalized, you will be disqualified for having any THC the THC component in cannabis is the one that gets you high. It affects your brain. The CBD, which is all medical health benefits, does not. It hits your cannabinoid system inside your body. And guess what, everybody? This is going to shock you. You actually need it. It makes your body balance. It puts everything, it does. It keeps everything in perspective. It's neglected because not everybody uses cannabis, okay? Not my... Depends on who you ask about that one. Some people be surprised, some wouldn't. Um, cannabis, out of everything you could possibly use to try and make yourself feel better, is the low is is just the the lowest risk. It really is. And I'm not sure if anybody's noticed or paid attention. Like, remember how the world's changed? It's legal now, and. I think about 20 states and in Canada and many other places. It's legal. It's legal. It's legal. Very legal. In fact, Shakari Richardson, where she took cannabis before she tested positive for it, in the state of Oregon, where it's legal. It's very legal. It's legal. Everything's legal. Legal. It's good. It's a plant. It's good for you, actually, to some degree. Again, moderation. I'm not here to judge. That's not what this is about. Now, She took cannabis, she got caught, and she's not going to compete. They said that she'd compete in another thing, but that's not the point. You You want her in the main event. It's the Olympics. This is it. This is the World Series, Super Bowl. You want your best players in it, don't you? Your best athletes? But, hmm, arms folded, arms folded. How dare you violate such a rule? How dare you want to feel better safely? How dare you, even though you're in a really bad mental state, want to make yourself feel better safely? Could you not just, if so if I'm, if I'm USADA, the, the US Anti-Doping Agency, just come out and just go right to her and say, look, can you do me a favor? If you're not feeling well, Mentally, physically, whatever it is. Instead of coping that way, can you do me a favor? Can you drink a lot of alcohol? Can you? I mean, there's a bunch of Oxycontin you can take. There's a bunch of painkillers you can take. Can you just, can can you meet us halfway and just do that? That way you can compete and feel like shit. (laughs) And feel like absolute shit and get addicted to something that actually kills billions of people every year. Just do that. Push her towards that. That's good. That's good. That solves everyone's problem, doesn't it? Okay. (claps) Wipe your hands. Good. No more cannabis. How dare you smoke that joint last night? How dare you? It doesn't have to be smoking a joint. That's the problem. It's this misconception that that's what... That they say poses a health risk to athletes. Potential to enhance performance. I'll get to that in a second. But violates the spirit of the sport. Poses a health risk to athletes. Again, episode three, whatever happened to Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams, that was my episode three of Under Review. What about Ricky Williams? Ricky Williams chose to live a better life than to play a a game, to play a sport. He had to pick one or the other. He knew, Ricky knew, he only can feel his best and go out in society, go out in public and be at his best if he uses cannabis. But guess what? If he uses cannabis, he can't play in the NFL. So he weighed out his options and said, I'll take my life. I'll take a healthy life. Thank you very much. And he made his decision. And people shamed them. Loser. Such a loser. What a loser. Throwing away, throwing away his NFL career where everybody gets concussions every two seconds and brain, brain damage is completely normal. No one cares after you're gone. Anyway. Until you do something crazy like Aaron Hernandez, and then people go, oh my God, or Junior Seau go who killed himself and goes, oh my God, that's horrible. Mm hmm. Yeah, it is horrible. Bit of a double standard, isn't it? So you have this misconception that it's a guy who's just, or an a, uh, whoever it is, athlete. Throwing their um, competitiveness away or throwing their sport away or whatever. Loser. How could she do that knowing full well? How could she do that knowing full well that it's on the violation list? Because she picked her health. She knew. She knew. She knew. She said it. She doesn't have to apologize for a damn thing. Not to me. Not to you. She has to, I guess. She owes nobody an apology. Zero people, actually. She And she, she did the right thing. She She's trying to be diplomatic. She apologized to her sponsors and apologized to her fans. For what? For what? She was grieving. She found out her biological mom had died. It's a lot to take. <clears throat> it's a lot to take in. But again, if she had just substituted some THC with a lot of alcohol... And a lot of painkillers, well, that would have been better, right here's the thing people again they have this note people have this notion that you're a if you if you use i don't want to say smoke, but if you use cannabis if you if you're a heavy cannabis user that you're a loser, that you're like nothing and that you're like throwing everything away, and you have this image of a of just like a brain dead person smoking joints all day look it could be and Again, who are you to judge? Um, that's one way of doing it. You can take it many different forms edibles, oils. They even have topicals. You don't ingest those. Just if you're out there and you're thinking about doing that, don't do that. Okay? That's cream. So it's not, you don't, this is an image of someone smoking joints or whatever. You don't have to do that. You can. You can get all the medical benefits, if this is what it is. You get all the medical benefits, because it could it'd be recreational too. But we're talking about medical in this case, because she was trying to comfort herself. She was trying to help herself. You need something to cope. Not a, there's no superheroes out there. Like she said, she's the same as us. It's just, it's just that she runs a little faster. That's what she said. That was a fantastic. Couldn't be any more real than that. And... That was, that was her way. Of, that's her way. That's her way of, of, of coping. It's Look, painkillers, as we all know, it does some things. Like, it works. That's the first problem. <laughs> you know, it works. Painkillers, they work. Alcohol does not. It's a short-term fix that can only go bad. You know, it only goes down one way. Don't do that. Okay, don't, don't. You don't need to do that. People die from alcoholism every year. Tons of people, millions, billions of people painkillers is it's even scarier to a degree because it works and it makes you feel better and then you're and then hopefully whatever was ailing you like if it could be really serious halfway serious it all depends if you use painkillers to treat an injury a sport injury let's just call it a sport injury for now cuz there's way worse things out there and you're better and and you're good you're good to go you can go you can go back out now and then you get like a little cut on your finger. Like a little, like, ooh, you know what would work? Those painkillers again. Can't wait to take those again. It's an excuse because you got a cut in your finger, right? Now you're just making up ways in your head that you can go back to using it because it made you feel better. That's not good. That's not good at all. We all know, unfortunately, how that could end up. And that's been a problem facing the world and America, North America, you know, United States for a long time, just billions of people dying from painkillers you know how many people die from using cannabis to treat ailments physical, mental, inflammation mental states, this, that zero people, zero people, zero that's a big fat zero it's just a fact, I didn't make it up, just a fact zero, so if you have to use something if you're going to use something because there's no superheroes out there that can get by get through everything without taking anything I understand that people are going to use something God, if you had to pick one, you, you, you go cannabis. You just do. You go cannabis every single time. Out of those things, three I've mentioned. Because it's a plant. And it's, everything's in moderation. Everything, like I said in my previous one, everybody's built different. It's not for everybody. Cannabis is not for everybody. It's not. And that's okay. That's fine. But for, but for Shakari Richardson's case, The fact that... We all know it's the rule. She broke the rule. It shouldn't... The point I'm trying to make here is that she had to choose. She had to decide. Between... her health... and the sport. Bad timing with the Olympics coming up, but... health... always. 100 million... This I won't even debate. This This is not debatable. Health comes first. Always. Too bad for everybody you don't get to watch her too bad she knew don't blame her don't blame her for, trying to, for her trying to make herself feel better and to cope with how hard everything is anyway these days nothing wrong with it she owes me nothing she owes you nothing she owes the Olympics nothing she doesn't owe them anything you think they care how she feels they just want to go out and run real fast that's it and it's amazing that the people on the board the USADA and, and WA, you know, WADA, they're not, you know, they can go and do whatever they want. They could go and run cannabis company or be investors in cannabis companies and investors in here. The goody-goody tissues, right? Like they're, yeah, they're the models. They're the ones, they, they get to come down on you and judge when, do they, drive, do they drive over the speed limit a few times? Does that mean they get their license taken away? So it's 60, right? They're going 65 or 70 or 80. Shame. You should lose your license, no? Why? What's the difference? I know there's a huge difference. But the point I'm trying to make is, I thought rules were rules, right? Rules are rules. The rules shouldn't be in there. You should, you, there is no reason why a professional athlete can't use cannabis as a way to deal. Just a way to deal and, and keep your body fresh keep your body it, it, it is, has such medical benefits i'll 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 share a quick little story <clears throat> i uh, i've suffered from migraines real severe migraine headaches since i was i don't know as far as i can remember and in 2019 my the job i was working at i was working i was the director of media for Toronto Wolfpack a rugby rugby league team here in Toronto <clears throat> And our owner was trying to figure out ways to, you know, generate more. We were all trying to figure out you know, more ways to generate revenue. Okay, so we came up with, um, so we came up with, you know, trying to come up with their own cannabis CBD product, a topical cream product to sell to generate more revenue, because that's what businesses like to do: generate more revenue. Nothing wrong with it. It's a great idea. Just didn't work out. That's another story. But the, I like the idea. It was a good idea. So. Being the PR person, you have to learn about what you're going to be talking about. And I didn't know anything about like the, the history of cannabis and what it can, how much medical benefit there really is. I had no idea. I had an idea, but not, 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 nothing close to what I know now. So I had to research it. And I was like, okay, well, it treats this, it treats that, it treats this. I'm like, wow, why was this illegal for 100 years? That's another story. Why do people go to jail for having... That's eh, another story. Um... So I'm like, okay, I have migraines and I, I read something. I'm like, hey, if you if you find this really good balance in your, your cannabinoid system where you mix, where you combine all these different cannabinoids, CBD, CBN, THC, all these things together, when they're all working together, it's at its best medical potential. When all of these cannabinoids are working together in your body to balance it out. I said, oh, can help maybe treat migraines. Sure, sure. I've had it for 20 it's long my whole life so um, I will try anything at this point so I was reading it and the good thing about cannabis is you can do trial and error because you can't die remember it doesn't matter how much you take how much little you take you can't die I can't do trial and error with painkillers you can die prudent fact not me just, just what it is so I was reading I'm like okay if you mix if you do this if you take that give it a try so I did and the real reason why I tried it actually this is this part of the story that makes which is kind of cool actually it wasn't for my migraines it was for sleeping i was having trouble sleeping back the first time in my life i've never been a i've always been able to go to sleep right i'm consider consider myself very lucky very fortunate in my life where i don't have anything that's such a worry that keeps me up at night okay that's a, that's a benefit trust me but but Back then, when this whole thing started in two thousand nineteen, I wasn't sleeping very well at that point. I don't know what was going on with me. Something was going on. Way more anxious than I've ever been. More nervous than I've ever been. More, like, not feeling great. Anxiety wise, couldn't sleep. And if I did get to sleep, I would wake up at like three in the morning, and I couldn't fall, and I won't fall, and I didn't fall back asleep. So that's actually the real reason why I started using CBD. CBD is the one that's just medically, it's just medical benefits. It aligns your body, reduces inflammation, helps promote sleep. So actually, no, actually I took sleeping pills before that. (laughs) Here we go. Life story. I actually tried taking this sleeping pill and it worked, man. It worked good. It worked really well. Put me right to sleep. No problems. Here's the only thing. Woke up in the morning and feel good. Not good. That's not good. You don't want that. Defeats the purpose so that's what again led me down this the other path right take cbd or thc whatever it is you feel fine in the morning if you're tired just because you're tired it's got nothing to do with it it's over it's not a, there's no hangover it's not like we're alcohol where you feel it for the next few days. it's nothing at all like that it's almost like it didn't happen it's over most cases <laughs> so i started taking cbd and i was sleeping a lot better a lot better and you learn, and you learn. You could talk to people, but I was kind of learning on my own just from doing research. And I was sleeping better, and then I'm like, well, it says it even works better if you add THC into it, and that's the, that's the part, that's the psychological part. That's what affects, that's what gets you high. But again, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be flour, it doesn't have to be joint, it doesn't have to be this. It, it, could, it could be in, in um, liquid, it could be in oils. So I added a little bit of that in at night. Again, medically speaking, to promote, to promote sleep, to promote less anxiety, to promote all those things. And again, I don't care how you use it. Go ahead, recreational. It's perfectly A-OK. It's perfectly legal. Technically, legally, 100% legal. It's great. So what ended up actually happening was by adding the THC in, which I just originally wanted to do just so I can sleep. I added the THC in at night combining all the cannabinoids together and magically my migraines disappeared. Knock on wood. Still haven't, I I went from eight to 10 migraines a month to about two a month after, and it took a little bit of time, but after taking those together, CBD with THC, cannabis treatment, if you will, My migraines, like I said, it went from two and a half a week. So that's not good, by the way, to get eight to 10 migraines a month. That's not good. I started taking, you know, I started using cannabis treatment and boom, again, knock on wood, my migraines have gone down to like two, a bad month is four. For me, that's like hitting the lottery. So to recap the story, I wasn't sleeping. I started to use CBD that was working for the sleep. I wanted to add some to get more of a full effect. So I added the THC in and boom, it decreased my migraines from 10 a month to, to two or three. The, for me, that's a lottery. So my, my point to all that is, and look, by no means, by no means am I going to <laughs> make an analogy where I'm competing in the Olympics or some kind of anything to do with athleticism or any kind of sporting event whatsoever. I'll even, you know, what, you know what's more my speed? I'll use an analogy. I'll use my speech. I, I, how about a big spelling bee competition? So there's a big spelling bee competition and I'm in it and it's going to be broadcasted worldwide. Worldwide. Okay? Getting ready for the spelling bee competition. And, but here's the problem. There's one rule in the spelling bee competition and it says you can't use cannabis. So then I'm thinking, well, here's the problem. Here's the thing. If I don't use that, if I don't use that, I'm not going to feel as good as I can be mentally, which is the main part, physically as well. I'm using it to, to be up to, to 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 get by, to get through, to get through what I need to do physically or mentally, whatever, whatever the case might be. And if I'm not allowed to use it, training while I'm trying to compete for the spelling bee, by the time I get to the spelling bee, I'm not going to... There's a really good chance I can wake up with a migraine that day. It's a, it's a flip of a coin, really. And if I do, then I'm not going to be good. I'm not going to be able to compete anyway. I'm not going to be at myself anyway. And I'm still going to. And, and when it's all said and done, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to, use, knowing full well what the rules are, that it's on. The, that it's on the restricted list. I'm still going to do it because it's the only thing. That's a safe, it's a safe solution. It's a much safer solution than the alternatives. So what we're doing really is we're pushing Shikari Richardson. We're pushing her. You're pushing her towards the fire. And the fire is the alcohol and the fire are the painkillers. That's the fire. You want to get her away. You want to get people, athletes, anybody away from that, away. And if you, if you come to the realization that people are going to use something, they're going to you're going to use something to cope life's hard every everything's hard. people are going to use something. you want to make sure whatever that is it's as safe as possible. You've now eliminated that as a potential use you've you've eliminated it she can't, but then she won't be good. she won't be feeling good health so see see where the problem is. What I'm saying is that it needs to be amended. We can't keep having this happen over and over again. We're the best athletes in their sports are going to be disqualified before it begins because they're not able to be their best anyway so what's the point? And you're going to push them away. It's it's a shame and it's going to keep happening. It's it's definitely going to keep happening. Um I think I I think I think you got my point. I think we've I think we've covered it. I just I just want to say all the it's people are finally starting to wake up sports leagues are, are finally waking up. The NBA is softening their stance. They're doing research. The NHL has already been softening their stance, doing research on cannabis treatment. The NFL, which is really late to the party, better late than never. Um, it's kind of rich that they're up on it now because can you imagine how they could have helped the players in that league beforehand? I mean, instead of giving them ultimatums of it's this or that, you know, all the concussions and it's some scary stuff. Like you, that Aaron Hernandez story and the Junior Seau story and how that all ended and how they both took their lives and how after they died, researchers looked at their brains and said that these, Aaron Aaron Hernandez was, I I recommend you watching a documentary on Netflix. It's, it's sad. He was, his, he was 28 years old at the time of his death. His brain was operating at 75 years old, his age, at at 28 years old to be having a brain that's functioning as a 75 year old, you got to look at these things and be like, okay, what's the problem? I'm not saying cannabis would have have saved him, but if he he and other players were safely, legally allowed to be using that during their time, I mean, it really could have helped instead of the the path that they go down, where they're just, they're popping pills like candy. And that's where you don't want to go. That's the fire. And if you give, if you're not giving these athletes, that alternative, it's the danger zone, and it's 2021, like, let's go, it's, it's time to wake up, it's time to wake up, there's been so much research, you couldn't do research before, because it wasn't legal, it was legal, it became legal, like, really legal in 2018, recreational speaking, and then scientists, or they started doing more research on it, because you had more, more to, to study, and what they found was, the, the amount of medical benefits associated with it, Athletes are training with it. Athletes, known athletes, are are training using cannabis. It's part of their tre- it's part of their their recovery. Um it's like protein powder. It's basically it, it is the same, they look at it the same way as protein powder. And it is this it is almost it, it is that safe. It is that safe, and it's a crying shame that Shakari Richardson can't compete in the Olympics and Like I said, she she owes nobody anything. She knows no apologies whatsoever. And it's just the whole thing is a shame. And I wanna I will continue probably to talk about this. Um, you know, if I'm gonna hopefully get a conversation started up soon where I can, you know, do these things in a different kind of way than just the podcast I'm doing now. Um I said my last one that this would be that my last would be my last one, so maybe I won't say that anymore. I'll just kinda see how it goes if If there's certain things that kind of pique my interest that I'd like, you know, like to share my opinion on, put things under review, if you will. Um, Anthony K., if you're listening out there uh, at Sports Fluent, you want to get a conversation going about this or whatever, I'm up. I'll hit you up on Twitter or whatever. And uh, we can talk further about it. Feedback is always welcome. I love feedback. Um, Yeah, anything is good. Again, thank you all for listening to this episode number nine of Under Review. To Eric Grossman on Undrafted Sports Network, the Worst Take Network, Sports Fluent Network, every single network you can possibly imagine rolled up into one. That's where I'm at. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. <laughs>